episode of Shonen Flop, where we talk about manga series and Shonen Jump that didn't make it big. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And this week, we're talking about Double Taisei, and we're joined by our guest, Tim Bat. Tim, thank you so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. How you doing? Oh, man, pretty good. It's great to have you. Tim, do you mind telling the audience just a quick little 30-second spiel about yourself? I am a lowly stand-up comedian from New Zealand, and uh, I do a lot of podcast stuff as well. Mainly, I co-created and co-host The Worst Idea of All Time, which is a podcast that punishes myself and my co-host, Guy Montgomery, with cinema. We watched and reviewed <laughs> Grown Ups 2 52 times, and we watched and reviewed Sex in the City 2 52 times, and then Sex in the City 1, and then Zaki from a movie called We Are Your Friends. And we're currently reviewing pretty much every single Emmanuel well softcore porno ever made and there's a lot of them that sounds quite interesting i gotta ask out of the big ones you've watched and reviewed if tomorrow somebody was like you are going to watch one of those movies tomorrow what is the one that you are dreading sex in the city two. no question you had that ready <laughs> Tim, was this the first manga you've actually ever read? Yes, it was. So much oh my so gosh. that it took me the whole kind of first chapter to figure out that I was reading it incorrectly left to right. <laughs> I am so sorry. We, uh, we've we had guests in the past that didn't know. If I'd known that, I would have been more than happy to step in like uh, Dan Harrison and never read it and just show you the reading order. I think it's funny in my way to do it wrong and then figure it out by myself and then have a vague <laughs> memory that um, <laughs> Japanese language is read in the opposite direction to English. Oh, yes. I just imagine if you just plot through the entire thing, reading it backwards. <laughs> that would have been such a great experience, actually, with this series because of how fucking crazy it was. I have legit gone from reading manga back to uh, Western comics before and just been like, why doesn't this make any sense? And it's yeah. because I'm still reading it in the direction of manga. <laughs> Shout out to book club. Hey. Yeah, Luke. We have a, a comic book book club in our Discord, so that's like my one source of reading Western stuff. Oh, yeah. And it definitely fucks me up. Well, then I too would like to say hello, book club from Tim. Aw, hear that, Luke? And also, uh, Tim, you have the honor of being our first guest from New Zealand. We've had guests from Australia, but now we have it from, uh, I guess, your other half. It's other half. Is that is that appropriate way to, to say that? Australia's our nagging bitch wife. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Australia. Fuck you guys. I always remember I had a high school teacher who was from New Zealand. And for some reason, I don't know, I asked him, what was it? Uh, Mr. Smith, I know you're from New Zealand, but what, what's your favorite thing about Australia? And he just looks at me and goes, that's not good pots made Australia. I didn't even understand what you said. What? I didn't understand it either, David. Okay, so let me retell that. So he just goes to me and he looks and he says, there are no good parts of Australia. Oh, <laughs> that's why I live in New Zealand. David, can you just talk in that Australian accent or that New Zealand attempt at an accent there? No, no. Okay, okay. Maybe for a Patreon, I'll do an entire episode in a really <laughs> shitty <laughs> New Zealand. I used to be good at it. It gets better the more recently I've seen a uh, Thor Ragnarok. Which is purely ah. my source of how I understand how New Zealand accents sound like is based on Korg. Yeah, fair enough. That is the most Kiwi accent that has ever been captured on film. Right? <laughs> I didn't even know New Zealand existed until Flight of the Concords. It actually didn't. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, God. All right. I think we're getting a little off topic. So why don't we start getting <laughs> super on topic by talking about this series directly? This series was created by Fukade Kentaro, and he actually most recently had a one shot called Delete, which people seem to have enjoyed. So patrons, keep an eye out. We'll probably cover that as a piece of bonus content. He also created another series that, hey, maybe we should check out too, called Devilly Man, which was two volumes over 16 chapters. This is not Devil Man. This is Devil 
devil-y man. Devil man's a totally different thing. Japan has very relaxed copyright laws, as we see with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, yes. Tim, so there is a manga called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where everyone's superpowers are just music references. So someone will be like, you can't defeat my skill, Biggie Smalls, with your pathetic Beastie Boys. That's so cool, because I did notice there's like quite a lot of references. I didn't write them down. I really should have. But in this particular (laughs) manga, and I was like, that's really unusual, because I don't really encounter that seeing Western-style stuff. I guess it's because of our absolute boner for copyright. We love copyright. We will defend it to the death, even in the face of it destroying all art that is born of recreating and (laughs) recontextualizing old art. Which is, you know, just the entire history of art, right? Like, that's that's how art is made, right? Exactly. Thank you so much, uh, Disney. The Mickey Mouse Protection Act was great in extending copyright by like 90 years past author's death. So just make sure it's great. Grandkids get a piece of it. Fucking mouse. Ugh. But anyway, just to finish up, this ran from May 20th, 2019 to November 25th, 2019, and was 28 chapters over three volumes. So it's a little bit on the long side, but Tim, I really do appreciate you reading this as your first manga experience. You're welcome. This is an interesting first manga experience. (laughs) If I had known this was your first, I might have recommended you read something. I don't know. Uh, You know what? This was this was fine. Shorter? Yeah, shorter, maybe. (laughs) Speaking, though, of the contents of those chapters, why don't we get into the plot summary that my lovely co-host, legally I have to compliment him at least once per show, has written. Thank you. Taisei Tendo is a promising rookie in the shogi world who's looking to go pro, but he has a secret. He is actually two people! Shogi prodigy Tai, who only comes out in the day, and fun-loving Sei, who only comes out at night. One night, Sei gets in a fight, and his injuries slow Tai's playing down so much that the match lasts long enough for Sei to take over. Due to Sei's inexperience with playing shogi with a time limit, he loses by running out the clock. Later on, after Tai destroys a weird guy named Haga in a match, Haga seemingly pushes him down the steps, causing Tai and Sei to swap schedules, meaning that Sei must take over Tai's place in shogi matches. After some losses, Sei manages to find his footing in the world of shogi, being grouped with the top five young shogi players called the Tendo Generation, a girl with matrix brains named Yua Satoome, a scary guy named Mage and Gogetsu, a guy obsessed with destiny named Miguru Dodo, and that weird guy Haga who copies people's styles. The Tendu generation continues to compete against each other, with the promise of the top players officially going pro. This culminates in a match between Sei and Haga, in which Sei manages to win. 20 years later, Tai and Sei are in jail for a mysterious thing that Sei did, and Shogi fans watch a live stream of the two brothers playing Shogi, one move at a time, over 40 days. Jordan, thank you so much for making sure I had the paragraph that had all the people's names in it. (laughs) (laughs) So nice of you! You did so well! You did a good job, David. All right. Thank I be- you, Tucker. <laughs> I believed in you, David. That's why I did that. <laughs> Tim, we have a dude named Tucker who literally was like, David, your pronunciation so bad. I will record audio of me saying the names right. <laughs> That's so rough, man. Some people struggle with that. And I say some people when I mean myself. I'm really bad <laughs> with like pronunciation of names. <laughs> we had a guest that I couldn't say his name right. So he changed how I was supposed to call him during the show. It's rough. Oh, you mean when you called him Jeffio? Jethro. <laughs> Jethro. You called him Jethro. Jethro, right. Which is the name of a character from the TV show OKKO, and I thought that, oh, maybe it's just actually a real name. Because the other robots' names are like Steven and like Paul and like real names, so I legitimately was like, oh, maybe Jethro is actually a real name. Jethro is a real name. 
See, there we fucking go. Jethro is a real name. You were calling him like Jethu. <laughs> Jethu is really funny. I was just fucking up saying Jeffro then. Yeah, yeah, you were. <laughs> God, this is why I didn't respond to my emails after about what shirt. Oh, speaking of uh, Tim, we um, we should be able to send you a shirt with the cover art. So we'll uh, follow up with that once that gets sorted. Yeah. Whoa. At least they do Canada, so I'm sure New Zealand's not that much further. <laughs> New Zealand's basically Canada, yeah. We're basically Canada of the Pacific. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, though, speaking of Canada the Pacific, Jordan, why don't you tell us about the two <laughs> twins? Finger quotes. Ty is, uh, you know, he's the shogi prodigy. He's, like, obsessed with shogi, with shogi to the point where, like, he kind of ignores other people. It's kind of a recurring thing where Ty will just be like, who are you? Like, he met Haga a bunch of times and just didn't even know who it was, which is why Haga says I'm Haga all this fucking time. I fucking love Haga, man. Haga's amazing. Say, on the other hand, is his alternate personality slash live-in twin. I don't really know. It feels like there's supposed to be some kind of weird scientific explanation for what's going on there, but, like, they don't really try that hard. But Say's cool. Say is the guy who comes out at night, and he just fucking plays guitar, and he's, like, a total mess, and he's a guy that, like, you just want to hang out with and have a good time, you know? Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, what you say? <laughs> but yeah, I'm surprised Jordan, you weren't like really pissed that he was willing to like hit someone with his guitar, which I seems like a cardinal sin as a musician is to don't hit people with your instrument. Hit people with your guitars all you want. I am on the opposite end of that. I think hitting people with guitars is rock and roll as fuck. Do it. He did it for the right reasons. Importantly, the young woman was being attacked, so he took out the assailant. We do have to talk about that because that was fucking insane where it's just like Say sees their childhood friend being harassed by a roving gang of YouTubers who have a channel where they convince middle school girls to show them their panties and they're really popular on YouTube. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the manga even lists how many YouTube (laughs) followers they have. I loved that. Not to dwell on that for too long, but like they show how many followers Say has, which I think is 12 from memory, and then how many these kind of sexual bullies have by just harassing women on the street. And it's (laughs) 112,000. And it's kind of like, this is where we're at now. Back in my day on Dragon Ball Z, which is like my touchstone of Japanese pop culture, it would be displaying power levels. And now it's followers, but it's used (laughs) in the same way. I actually would always think about that where it's like, what if you could see everyone's social media follower count as like a statistic over their head? I found out like my friend, he was like really casual. He's like, oh yeah, I uh, I have a uh, TikTok video of 1.2 million views on it. Wow. He just like recorded like him like hanging out in New York and it like went super viral. I was like, what the fuck, Austin? <laughs> Speaking, though, of her child, the childhood friend. Oh, Canada. So we have Canada Haruka, who was a childhood friend. She definitely wants- Harukawa. Uh, sure. She definitely wants to fuck Ty. Mm. She super blatantly was like, let's fuck. She kind of disappears after they introduce, like, the four other shogi players. Yeah. She's- not super relevant after that point, I think. And that's a criticism I have about the series, but we'll definitely go into that in the relevant section. And then, Tim, as the guest of honor, I will give you the honor of talking about the best character in the show, or the best character in the series, Haga. Haga confused me because, well, first of all, he rules. Secondly, I was getting a big vibe. Now, I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but I know there's a character in there <laughs> who's like this huge dude, and his name begins with H, and he only says his name. Hodor. 
There we go. <laughs> so, a kind of a little bit of a reference to him because all Haga says is his own name over and over again. He's wearing a pretty cool kind of like simplified kabuki mask, I would describe it as. Yeah. Listen, guys, I get confused super easily and, you know, this will become more apparent as the discussion continues. I struggle to keep like all of these different characters in my head. Oh, yeah, me too. I want to make sure I've got this right. This guy was another guy later when he takes his mask off and reveals himself to be Juso, right? I thought he was wearing a mask of his own face. It's very confusing. What I think is going on is Haga's whole thing is that he disguises himself as other people, but he hides himself when he's like ashamed of himself. And he was deeply ashamed because he felt like he was responsible and everybody blamed him for pushing Ty off of the steps, which caused them to switch around and stuff like that. And the next time we see him, he is he has completely upgraded his uh, restraints and he is now just in this weird, big, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's kind of like a full body gimp suit. Yeah, it's like he's walking around with a fort, like, attached to him. Yeah, and then eventually he just pretty much puts, like, a sleeping bag over his head. Yeah. I love how in the last chapter that's become, like, the fashion. I loved that. I was going to ask you two about that. Is this something I've missed? Is this what's happening internationally when it's raining and people putting on, like, full body condoms? I mean, I haven't been to Japan. I have. I can say when it rained in Japan, no one put on full body. They uh, used umbrellas, you know? Weird. Which actually, this is an organic way. So the one joke I had pre-prepared was this series reminds me a lot of Haru no Go, as Jordan and I talked about, which is a series about Go, which is like a Japanese uh, board game, Tim, if you're unfamiliar. I know Go. That's what they trained the AI on because it's so complicated, Yee. but kind of simple, but kind of not. So the main character is haunted by a ghost from that's like from like a thousand years ago or like, I don't know, from like feudal Japan. And he's like walking. He's having like a casual conversation with himself. And he's like talking about the hardships in his life. And he's like, you know, it's kind of nuts how like we can put a man on the moon, but we can't stop getting our feet wet when it rains. And, you know, it's just like a real casual turn of phrase. Right. Yeah. And that ghost goes, wait, what the fuck? You put a person on the moon? Hold the fuck on. What did I miss? And that was my favorite part of that entire manga. Was he just fully stops the guy monologue and be like, you need to explain what you just said about a person being put on the moon. That's such a good moment. I just made a note saying I have to reference the best part of that entire series at some point in this episode. So I'm really glad it actually came up quite organically. So did you guys have anything else you want to say about Haga? Uh, He's the Joker. Yeah, yeah, he literally does like the Joker. Joker. <laughs> we live in the society. He literally wears Joker paint. Like, he jokes up. When it is um, Haga versus Say in the last match and Say reveals that he is a split personality, there's like these comments on there because it's basically being live streamed on Twitch. And one of them is just like, oh, it's the Joker versus Tyler Durden. Yeah, yeah. Someone's like, <laughs> ring, ring, Batman's calling or something. Like there's direct references yeah. to it in the comments. It's pretty great. <laughs> It's this cool thing that I've found that I didn't know was the thing in manga that they can just borrow pretty liberally from existing properties they don't have the rights to. I love that. It's great. And it is nice because it's like they outright said it. It was like, okay, so you know what you're doing then. Okay, yeah, this is like- Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, I totally get it. Yeah, it was It was just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like a meme where it's like him and it's like, we play shogi in a society. Bottom text. <laughs> <laughs> You want to see how I lost these matches? <laughs> I'll give you something to pawn about. <laughs> okay, anyway, Azumi. Uh, 
So that's a size friend who hangs out at night. Daredevil. Yeah, plays blindfolded. So that was like the really the first character where he was like, yeah, let's just fuck around and find out how things are. Besides like the main character. That was like the first like super fucking weird character, I think. I would say so. He's also the frying pan king. So like he just cooks blindfolded too, which I, I was actually also fantastic that they applied these traits to things outside of Shogi. Yeah, super briefly though, but it was really cool to see it there. The origin story is never fully explained, but he's just like, yeah, my dad left. And then so I started listening to everything really hard and now I have incredible hearing. I love when that happens. It's like, oh, okay, is that what happens when a parent walks out? I'm going to walk out on my kid, give him a superpower. Really? Start him off right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) A little, little bit of trauma builds character. Exactly. Look at Batman, Superman, I assume Daredevil, which they've kind of ripped this guy's power from. Then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which are also a part of Daredevil's origin story. Oh, yeah. Canonically, that is true. Yes. Huh. If you weren't aware, so Tim, those turtles that Matt Murdock is holding when he gets hit with like the radiation that blinds him, those were the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Holy shit. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> the sincerity with which you are delivering this information leaves no doubt in my mind that this is true. <laughs> Tim, 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 Tim. I'm here. I'm serious. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it in the Discord, your first message, you signed XOXO. I was like, this guy gets it. It's a lot of love. There's a lot of love. You got to live and laugh as well. And I appreciate that we are doing that as well. So thank you. Jordan, why don't you just start telling us about the uh, other four master, or I guess three, because we already talked about one, the other three master shogi players. Okay, so we got Yua Saotame. She is the Matrix brain. She has memorized like every shogi match ever, apparently. And when she watches uh, a game going on, you just see all the Matrix text in the background, which apparently just translates to Matrix Reloaded. Like it just straight up calls it that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that's how they're describing when she fries a neuron at one point because she can't comprehend what's going on. And then it says Matrix Reloaded. I kind of interpreted that like her brain's trying to reboot itself. But also a great reference to, I think we can all agree, an Oscar-worthy film that was robbed. That highway scene. Specifically Matrix 2, as we all know. The reloading. They should have called the third one re-reloaded. <laughs> that would have been a cooler title. Also, can I ask quickly, we're totally sure this character isn't a robot or an android of some kind. Definitely human, <laughs> just with robotic <laughs> elements. I don't think the series had any fantasy elements besides the insanely impossible biology explanation of what the protagonist, but there wasn't anything supernatural otherwise, right? In American and Western media, if somebody has superpowers, there has to be some kind of X factor, some kind of radioactivity, some kind of magic. In a lot of anime and manga, though, no, if a character has superpowers, it's just because they tried really, 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 really fucking hard. Batman doesn't exist at all. His superpower is for money. That's the magic. Fucking capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like how it was like a big deal. She cut her hair. Yeah. A bob cut. It was a strange, interesting thing where like, Kasei immediately just thinks she's a boy. Yeah. And U.S. seems kind of okay with it, which is interesting. Well, she says at one point, I wish I was a boy. It was something to do with the fact that she, I think maybe they didn't let girls play the game at a high level or something. But there's some reference to her childhood where she's like, yeah, I wanted to be a boy at one point. Yeah, maybe she's a little egg. Who knows? If the series had gone on, maybe this would have been the first Shonen Jump series about trans rights. <laughs> maybe. If only. It's very rare to actually see LGBT elements in this series. Um, I Tell C, which was a manga about a cop who fell in love with every criminal she was hunting down, <laughs> had like a lesbian romantic plot. But besides that, it's pretty rare for them. Oh, and Chainsaw Man, but Chainsaw Man is... Chainsaw Man just has a just has a lesbian orgy scene out of yeah. nowhere. <laughs> that ran in the same magazine as this series. Yeah. 
I think they ran at the same time, actually. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you could have read Double Taysai and Chainsaw Man. I would have. Uh, so, Tim, Chainsaw Man is probably our favorite series of all time. So, if you ever want to read something else. These don't sound like huge wins for queer representation in anime and manga, but I guess something is better than nothing. I don't know. By comparison is what I mean. Yeah. It is very unfortunate. Like, um, there's like a, a famous story that uh, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the main character in one part who was a woman was supposed to be in a relationship with another woman and Shonen Jump was just like, no, you have to make her uh, partner a man. So just suddenly <laughs> from one chapter to the next, just like this one character suddenly doesn't have any tits. Jesus. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, yeah. But you know what else is a lot? Magen Gogetsu? Yeah, the Swolk. King! Love this guy. My favorite dude. <laughs> he has anger management issues early in life, which he manages to get on top of. And just like interrupt me if I've gotten this wrong, because my brain is a little bit soupy at the moment. It's okay. With the assistance of a monk who trains him in yes. this, this game that they're playing. He's got a lot of emotion just bubbling under the surface. And they have a couple panels where this guy is facing off against um, Tai or Say? Tai. I think it's Say. Say. It is Say at the time. Yeah, at the time. <laughs> <laughs> say at the time, yeah. And they visually depict the fury with which he is smashing the tiles down on the board as like everything around the board and his finger is just destroyed completely eviscerated by the force it's so no, cool well, that does literally happen yeah where he smashes the board so hard someone says did someone just take a hammer to the board oh gosh we'll have to get you a new one because he just pressed the tile so hard on it oh is that what i missed that it wasn't a metaphor no he <laughs> yeah. physically destroyed the board in that oh so they were replacing the board each time yeah. oh my god that's yeah. so cool <laughs> oh my god that match might be my favorite part of the whole series honestly and remember when his clothing explodes and he just has like a thong on yeah <laughs> Okay, so maybe this is just me. I thought he had sex with that other character. I thought they got like into a match that got so like hot and heavy and they were so evenly matched and playing so furiously that they just ended up fucking. It is written very much like that. I think it is supposed to be implied that their match was sort of metaphorically sex, you know, like it was too good for me or something. Or like, oh, man, I can't believe another man could please me like that. Like, you know, it was that kind of thing. But it was just a shogi match as far as I could tell. Thinly veiled metaphor. Yeah, very thinly veiled, yes. As thinly veiled as his penis, because he's wearing basically a loincloth at that point. Yes, peen. <laughs> His loincloth, though, long and drapey, just like the hair of the last character we're going to talk about, Megaru Dodo. Mega Dodo. Mega Dodo, yes. <laughs> yes. The uh, lost long evolution of that real world animal I just remembered as a real animal. <laughs> <laughs> Mega Doodoo, more like it. Yeah, he must give Bungie a lot of money because he's obsessed with destiny. Mm. Hey! Crazy Rich tries to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> he has super luck powers, just like the protagonist, uh, Build King, which actually won't make sense to the listener because this episode's coming out before the Build King, which is what happens when you record episodes out of order. So that's my bad. But yeah, so he is super lucky. <laughs> I love how, um, what was it? Haga is like, he dresses <laughs> like him to copy his luck ability. And he, the way in Shogi is you throw five pieces up. And if whoever throws five pieces and the more pieces are heads goes first and he copies them. And so all his pieces always come up heads. Because he's got super luck power. It was just in the clothes the whole time. It was just like what he was wearing, yeah. But apart from that first part, the rest of it is basically played like chess, right? So luck doesn't come into it whatsoever apart from who gets to start. Yeah, so Shogi is a lot like chess. Uh, Tucker gave me a bit of a summary. So there's difference in movements. Obviously, the pieces are different, but it's really just everyone's like just considered Japanese chess. Okay, great, because this is 
the sole note that I've written down is, is the Shogi <laughs> game actually real? Yes, yes. He did not invent <laughs> Shogi for this. Cool. It is very confusing, though, because they will go back and forth between like, ah, I moved the silver general over here and then just be like, your bishop took my pawn. Is unmoving king. The sitting king, yeah. Yeah, are these all real things in Shogi, do we know? Or are they kind of like... I assume... Never played Shogi, so I'm going to choose to assume that everything about the Shogi... Because that was a problem, and actually, maybe that's a good way to migrate into why it failed as we talk about maybe a little is- few issues the series mm. had. Oh, yes. Oh, that was a smooth transition. All right, ready? So let's uh, migrate into actually talking about why it failed. Smooth. Smooth transition. So, as it says in my notes, Tim, at a personal level, tell me about in the ways that you feel the series failed. Look, as I mentioned before, this is more reflection on my personal failing and how it relates to the series, <laughs> or possibly just the format of manga itself, but I do have trouble kind of keeping in my head all the different characters at once, especially yeah. without any kind of audio element. I've figured out over time that I'm a bit of an audio dude, so without having that mm. attachment, I find it hard to string them all along. So not only are we dealing with like, you know, not a crazy high number of characters, but there's there's probably about 10 people rolling around in and out of the story, but then as well, our core character is flipping between his twin forms of Tai and Say as well, which obviously look very similar, though not identical. So yeah. They got the one like horn of hair that like flips up when it's Say and it's down when it's Tai. Which I was very appreciative for. That was a smart visual cue and, and it was good for people like me who need to be babied, <laughs> led along with a leash through these beautiful pieces of literary art. Just imagine Tim on a leash just walking through Shogi games. Yeah, I'm now wondering who's taking me through. I guess it's you two. Yeah, yeah. We're holding the leash. Dave and Jordan with little little Timmy on a lead. <laughs> oh, God. There definitely would have been a guy who like walked on all fours and like thought he was a dog and he was like a Shogi playing dog character. So <laughs> That is yeah. how you get a million views on TikTok. They definitely would have had a monkey that played Shogi at some point. In they should have. Uh, I, I've got a list of like crazy situations, but I'll talk about that in miscellaneous files. I would like to hear from you two more about how this failed, though, because I think it makes more sense from, you know, the experts, the initiated. We've read a lot of bad stuff, but I will say, though, that this really wasn't that terrible. Uh, spoilers. But there's definitely some issues, as we alluded to in the character section. If you don't understand Shogi, you don't know what the fuck is going on, because this series puts zero effort into trying to explain anything about this game to people. I feel like the author had to, like, realize that at one point. He just starts, like, giving up, like, saying the actual moves in various things and just representing what is metaphorically happening. I actually had a note where I was like, let's just make it like metaphorical and like make it like JoJo stand fights, but with Shogi. And he actually ended up doing that like four chapters after I had that note. And I was like, son yeah. of a bitch. <laughs> he took the note. He took the note. Very good. This manga starts off kind of slow, you know, and and it is a little confusing. But at some point, the author was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go all in. Now we got all these weird ass characters. But like, as a result, yes. a lot of the setup from the uh, first few chapters doesn't really matter. Like, you don't really see Kanade that much in the second half of the series oh his yeah. mom which like i kind of thought like uh his mom and her business would be more of an important part in the series and it really only comes up like one time at the very end again 
his dad never shows up. Yeah. A lot of the characters just didn't matter because he was like, yeah, these aren't as interesting as making these fucking insane characters, which were rad as shit. But it, I feel like a lot of my time was wasted at the start of the series. And it's kind of like Brett's right, where I was like, they should have just dropped the first 10 chapters and the series probably would have still been running to this day if they had started at like chapter 10 of that series. I, I would agree with that. I, I also do want to point out something that kept coming up with uh, specifically with you. The author just starts drawing her in like weirdly lewd ways. I was thinking about that. I was that. just like, is this fetishy? Like, he shows her losing, and then she has, like, this dazed expression that looks like the fucking Ahigao face the first time she loses. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is he sexualizing her or not? Because he seemed fine at first, and then he just, like, Definitely did start to, though, which I thought was, like, I was fully anticipating the panel when it turned into a love interest scenario, and then it just kind of, like, never eventuated. It sort of hints at that. They have, like, a fake date where she thinks she's dating Say, and then Say just doesn't give a shit. I mean, yeah, she sort of leans into it eventually, um, Say doesn't at any point, but that's kind of just Izumi who sees a situation where he's like, a boy, <laughs> a girl, I'm going to cook for them and they're going to fall in love because of my cooking. And it kind of works. It's technically like a filler chapter, but like series like these, it is more about the character uh, interaction than the plot. The plot is a lot more confusing. At the very least, you can see how these characters interact and that's fun. But um, the moment that really show that really like solidified to me, no, he is doing something weirdly fetishy with her is when they're playing the game of life, which is hilarious. Now, the game of life plays a surprisingly big part in this series. Yeah. Like, it's important. And it's literally the game of life, the board game, which I didn't even know was that kind of popular internationally. I played it as a kid, but I had no concept that this was an important game culturally. God, I wish they had just broken out Candyland. Then the fucking luck dude would just fucking sweep it because that's an entirely luck-based game. (laughs) But no, what I, what I was getting at was uh, they have this thing where it's like, oh, when you when you get in debt, you have to eat like 10 things of takoyaki. And when she loses and has to eat a lot of it, the way the author draws her. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Like her tits are like very prominent and she just has like this bloated stomach. And it was just like, what am I looking at? <laughs> I was reading, I was like, this is definitely fetish material for Lara. Similar things happen uh, happen to her throughout her and Gogat to have that, like, match that is sort of implied to be, like, they're fucking. And it ends with her being, like, launched across the room in a similarly weird daze. Like, it was just very strange, you know? Jordan, you want me to make a reference to something that's going to make complete sense to you and Tim's going to have no idea what the fuck I'm saying? Oh, please do. You don't know me. I might. This reminds me of the scene when Mona Lisa at the VR club got molested by the slime monster. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I don't know what you're talking about. Jordan knows exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We read a series called uh, Renaissance David or whatever. It was... uh, Teenage Renaissance David. It was a high school anime, but the main character just was the statue of David. And one of his friends was the (laughs) Mona Lisa. (laughs) She goes to, like, a VR, and it's, like, so realistic, and she just gets molested by, like, a slime creature in VR for no reason. Holy shit. And it was literally just to draw softcore Mona Lisa porn. This is one of the unfortunate things that you do run into a lot in manga. It's just, like... I don't know if that's unfortunate per se. It's just a niche, you know? And uh, fetishes aren't for everyone. They're just certain things for certain people. Yeah. Very fair. That went exactly as I was hoping <laughs> when I made that reference. 
Yeah, this series, though, I also think kind of abandoned the main gimmick of the brothers just way too fast. Like, I really would have liked maybe a three or four chapter arc instead of like chapter two where things get changed because they never establish like a norm of their behavior. We don't really find out like how they live, how they interact with their mom, how Shogi's in their life. They just instantly pull a, a literal 180. And so it just is kind of like, what was the point of him being the night brother in the first place when you didn't really establish what it means to be the day brother? Night brother. Ah. Uh... Fighter of the day, brother. Ah. <laughs> Did you guys notice like the author was really trying to make you feel bad about the people that were losing by just constantly mentioning this is his last chance at being a pro. Yo, that's bullshit though. What the fuck kind of system is that? <laughs> this is also the laziest way to make you feel bad for an opponent because he just has to write one sentence. Is our main character good? He's ruining someone's life. And you're like, who fucking cares, dude? It stakes though, baby. Is that how it is though? Like, because that's fucking brutal. I don't know. You know, it's it's age groupings. It's like if you're going to turn 18 before the next championship, then suddenly you're in the adult version of that competitive sport. Whereas if you're playing in the under 18s and you could become a champion there way easier, that would probably entice you to want to throw the game more. Because wasn't there, there was 50,000 yen that changes hands at one point. So what I think what you're talking about is uh, a guy is about to face off against uh, Izumi and he's like, look, Izumi's going to kick my ass. Okay, look, Izumi, I'm going to give you 50,000 yen this is my last chance to go pro if you lose you're totally fine nothing bad happens but like if i lose this is it and at first Izumi's like oh 50,000 yen but his little brother makes him feel like shit so he's just like ah oh, fuck it i'm just gonna ruin i'm just gonna end your career anyway fuck it here's your 50,000 back Oh, so he does give the money back. Yeah. I'm also aware that I just said Sai, which I guess is like a shorthand combination of Tai and Sai, <laughs> which makes things even more confusing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And then what Double else? Double sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, as we talked about, there is already a series called Haru no Go, which had kind of a similar like dual personality thing, kind of. And Yu-Gi-Oh. I was going to say. Actually, Yu-Gi-Oh was my first idea for it. And then Jordan's like, no, I want to do Fight Club. And it was his birthday. So I was like, fine, we'll do Fight Club. <laughs> It's just it eats its lunch. We already have a really popular series of like an anime adaption about an old ass Japanese game that no one really contemporarily plays anymore. So it was like this series had to be really fucking weird to make up for the fact that anything less than absolute crazy town was already done by that series. I think that might be a good transition, David. You're right. Actually, the one last I know is also I had no idea when the fuck things were flashbacks or dreams because <laughs> there was so many metaphors that I didn't know and I couldn't keep track of who, which fucking brother was which because they just never were clear and losing in the series never mattered for the protagonist. God, it was so fucking annoying. But yeah, the series has a lot of really fun stuff. So let's yes. transition. I wrote all the notes. I'm going to use all my notes. <laughs> it's OK, David. You put effort into it. You deserve to have your effort rewarded. I just want to impress you in front of your friend. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> My friend Tim. Yes, your friend Tim. Uh, all right. So. I'm impressed. <laughs> Senpai noticed me. Speaking of being impressed, though, why don't we talk about the positive? Jordan, so I know you definitely were a really big fan of the series. As When I was reading it, I was like, oh, Jordan's going to fucking love this. So why don't you tell us kind of what were some things that really stood out to you as positives? I love these characters. They're so fucking crazy and detailed and like very specific. We mentioned Gogetsu. She's just this big weird oaf who kind of looks like guile like they have like a moment where when he loses they show him and he's like bleeding from the face and i'm pretty sure that was a reference to the face that guile makes in street fighter 2 when he loses 
That's so yeah. good. <laughs> this series was just full of like really clever jokes. One of my favorite moments in the entire series, they're getting information on how, oh, you can still compete to be a pro. And each of them are doing something different when they get the information. <laughs> like Yua is at karaoke. Say is just straight up on the toilet. But Haga is in a massage chair that is vibrating yeah. as he's reading it. <laughs> it's so good. He's just sitting there and it, it just looks like this big uh, white rectangle is sitting in a chair and he's he's shaking. It's so fucking good. And then, oh man, Gogetsu is just in the shower because he is naked and very powerful. I want to see that guy naked from the front, and I find it an affront that I didn't get to. Yeah, no, you got to get that full frontal. You only got, like, partial frontal, you know? It doesn't count. This should have been the first manga with full frontal male nudity in it. In Shonen Jump. In Shonen Jump. Well, actually, a lot of manga that isn't just has that weird mosaic. (laughs) Teenage Renaissance David did have a lot of baby penis in it. So the main character's best friend is uh, Mannequin Piss, which is like a five-year-old boy that's taking a piss, and he just... Anyway, that's a great series. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of piss in that series. Yeah, that series has a lot of piss and incest for no reason. It's a very strange read. Oh, it sounds great. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was great, but if you want to really experience something interesting, uh, I can send you a link to where to read it after this. I feel like I might get tracked down by the feds or something. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't send me that link. <laughs> yeah, David. All right, fine. The way you're laying it out, yeah, I wouldn't want to read that either. Hey, baby penises and piss. You guys want a link for that? Uh, no, I actually don't, dude. <laughs> so positives, though, speaking of the humor actually works sometimes. Like there is a very subtle joke I told Jordan about where the dude with like the glasses and he's like drinking tea when uh, Ty is running late. And he's like, are you nervous? And he's like, no, why would I be nervous? A shogi player is never nervous. And then Ty shows up and you see like just very subtly that his cup is now shaking. And I thought that was actually an extremely well done joke between the writing and the visual me- utilization of media. Yeah, there's jokes on a lot of different um, sort of levels as well. Like, that's quite a nice, subtle visual gag, sort of like a sight gag that you've got going on. Yeah. But then, <laughs> I guess on the other end of things, the panel, I've just got it in front of me now. Sorry, which is the character that goes fully Joker? I'm getting confused Haga. with the names. Oh, that is Haga. I'm getting confused because he's not wearing his mask at that time. <laughs> so, he, like, paints the Joker face on. It's so funny, all of these references to, like, the meme in real life of the Joker and he's just staring down the barrel of the camera and it's got, like, WWW written all over it and real, like, in your face. Yeah. You're supposed to know that this is an obvious Heath Ledger Joker reference right here. Yeah. And they go so over the top with it. It's cool. It's just, it's nice that they've got humor, like, you know, that hits across the board. The author seems to have reacted to what I can only assume is either negative response or ambivalent response by just leaning into the jokes as much as he could. And I think that was the correct decision. You've got to back your own humor. If you kind of, you know, dip a toe in, that never works. Yeah, the series is very true to itself of just how absolutely insane this entire universe is. Before we talk about how awesomely insane this series is, I have to say there are some pages that this author made that I really genuinely like. Like there's a page where uh, all the main characters are like laying on the grass and the way they're laid out is just like, it's a very well composed shot where they're all laying out like very naturally, but it's still in a way that reads visually like, oh, each one of these characters is here. 
there is some really like skillful and artful panels in it. The one that I screenshotted, I think it was the only one, is when Ty gets pushed down the stairs. So now becomes Say, because Ty has kind of been locked away in his consciousness and his brain and can't mm-hmm. come out again. And you get the sense that Ty has been this incredibly cocky student through his high school years. And so now in the form of Say is sitting in class during the daytime and the teacher has cottoned on to the fact that he's not as genius as he used to be <laughs> and is reveling in this fact <laughs> and is so prepared to fuck this student up with a hard question and prove him wrong. And it's got this crazy like bird's eye perspective of the teacher just in absolute ecstasy leaning against the whiteboard about to fuck him up. (laughs) It's a cool panel. He's like, I'm about to end this man's whole career. (laughs) Apparently he was just asking that old riddle where it's like, uh, what's stronger than the devil? What's more evil than money? And the answer is like... Capitalism. Well, yes, but, you know, the, the answer is silence, so say doesn't have to say shit, and then it's like, oh, oh no, he got it right again, he destroyed me, fuck. Yeah, unfortunately, the teacher does get that moment taken away from him, which I thought was unfair. I would have really liked to have seen him be successful in that. I agree. Notice that the series, like, seems to make every character that wears glasses is antagonistic. True. Say realizes, wait a minute, all the guys I've lost to have just been wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The series is so silly. The third guy he plays against who has glasses, it, it's it's great because the guy is just like, I am going to surrender at the first chance that I get and allow Say to defeat me, but he just takes too long and Say winds up losing because he fucks up. <laughs> yeah, because he's like, he can't play under a timer. They say he's playing Shogi a thousand years in the future. <laughs> Where you need like four hours to play the game instead of like an hour and a half. I do also want to throw out that like um, the the fight scene between uh, Goketsu and uh, Say, where it just turns into a fucking DBZ fight. It does a really yeah. good job of explaining what is essentially happening in the game without you having to know what the fuck a silver general is or what the difference is between yeah. the golden king and the jeweled king. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I had no idea what a bronze colander was. Probably two thirds of the whole series. They just start saying like K23, Q7. <laughs> I guess the author kind of, I don't know, cottoned onto this really late, but using these intense visual metaphors the whole way through. Because you could do it different styles of it with different characters. Like when it's a very antagonistic male opponent that you've got, it could be a physical fight that's transpiring. You could have like a dance, you know, some sort of like dance battle to represent what's happening on the board. You could have a lot of fun with those visual metaphors. So Tim, I think that's a really great thought. So why don't we actually transition into talking about where it could have gone, where we can really explore those ideas in depth. So Tim, why don't you tell us more about kind of ideas of how you would have liked to have seen this series really express the game of shogi through visual metaphor as a reader who was not sure if shogi was a real game or something (laughs) that this property just invented for the sake of the story it would have been good to abandon any attempt to tell people how it's actually played i kind of assumed it was a combination of oh shoot what's that tile-based game that is really popular in china um shogi no 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 it's like quite complicated it takes a really long time to master risk the thing from Crazy Dungeons Rich and Dragons. Agents. Fuck off. Yeah, they do play it in Crazy Rich Agents. Mahjong. Mahjong, yeah. So I kind of deduced through the series that it's a combination of Mahjong and chess. Got there eventually. But like, we don't really need to mess around with, you know, silver knights and bishops and stuff. Just give me like different versions of the metaphor of the fight that's going in in the board game that can be changed for each character. Yeah. 
This manga does have a lot of fun, but it doesn't take itself too, too seriously. You could have like a drag race, you know, like have introduced cars into this thing with someone who's a real hothead. Yeah. Shogi on motorcycles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could take any Yu-Gi-Oh plot and make it Shogi and it would work in this universe. Tim, there, there literally was a season of Yu-Gi-Oh where they played card games on motorcycles, by the way. That rules. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking this is like the Fast and the Furious of like a board game sports series where it just starts low key and it just kept ramping up. One idea I have is like a bomb defusal shogi match where it's like a bomb will go off if he doesn't win the shogi match because they made timers like a big thing. Yeah, time is a big thing, but then you would have to have some component where like the person you're playing is adding wires (laughs) that could trip (laughs) you up. And Oh, yeah. When he captures a piece. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if every wire on the board was represented by his opponent's shogi pieces <laughs> and he can only cut the wire if he ca- captures? That totally works. You just need to start with like a hundred wires. Exactly. And then imagine if there's one in space and he has to figure out how to play because the tiles keep floating. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's a lot of fun to be had with this. Yeah the dumbest shit and just you know fucking Vin Diesel shows up and he's like you never forget about family when it comes <laughs> to racing on Shogi to say speaking of the family thing as well that I really would have liked to see how exactly this relationship worked like I just want a little bit more of that because there's I think precisely one panel where they suggest there is a biological element to it where they were both twins in the womb or something but that's it yeah Oh, there's the other thing. Does he sleep? Does the yeah. the body that is both of them, does it ever get sleep? Yeah, he switches when it gets dark. But I mean, like, Jordan and I are still up and it's been dark for two or three hours. It's the same way where he's in day mode from like 8 a.m. to like 6 p.m. And then night mode from like 6 p.m. to midnight. And then he probably goes to bed and gets up at like 7. I actually don't know now that I'm thinking about it. Because like, if it is a fight club thing, then he doesn't sleep. Because that's like the whole... They've shown him waking up. Yeah. It's beyond Fight Club, though, because it's not like he's imagined this other personality. It's like another personality takes over. Maybe Say sleeps when Ty is there and vice versa. No, I definitely think the way it's supposed to be is like they're like conjoined twins just sharing like the exact same body and they just switch personalities at the exact same time every day somehow. Yeah. I don't feel like you actually really need to think too much about because the point is, it's just like, no, at, at this point, he's a different guy. And at this point, he's a different guy. I did really like how there was a big point in how um, Ty knows things that Say doesn't know and stuff like that. But I really thought there was going to be a moment where like Ty and Say were going to talk to each other on some kind of weird astral plane. I kind of wanted to see that, you know? That was one of my guesses. Yeah. It was a little disappointing. I feel like we could keep spitballing crazy ass ideas. Something with baseball, play against a baseball player who turned into a shogi prodigy. There you go. Yeah. Or he goes to a gym and each shogi piece weighs like a hundred pounds. Now that I think we've really been spitballing like a lot of crazy ideas, why don't we go into miscellaneous thoughts and just talk about any little remaining details that we might not have had a chance to talk about yet. Jordan, what was like something that really stood out to you is like something that was just like an observation that maybe wasn't like a strength or weakness of the series. So I need to ask this. What do you guys think Say did to get them thrown in jail? Because the way this series ends, Say and Ty are in jail somehow and they don't actually say what it is, but the whole time it's just like, oh, it's something Say they did and it really annoyed people <laughs> i did some research about this because i had heard about this and what i seem to have found is that he has been put into like an isolation chamber so he can finish this game to find out who the true master is so it's not like he's in jail what that's even more insane <laughs> for his own safety put him in like a fucking box 
That was yeah. not my read on it. I thought that he definitely did something to get him in jail, but then he was kind of happy to be there because he could continue this lonely childhood he had where he played himself in Shogi. It's like when Tai would take over and Sai would take over, they would have a turn each. That's what I thought. They make a lot of point to say like, oh man, what Tai did was really bad and they got all their titles stripped and like he pissed a lot of people off. So Say did fucking something. I think he might have killed a guy. Oh no, it's definitely public urination. Mm. Oh, you think he pissed? Yeah, he got pissed. I mean, let's explore that. Why did he piss? Where did he piss? How did he piss? Here's what happened. I bet that Haga was like, oh, will you piss in my mouth for like 100,000 yen? And who wouldn't do that? And then he forgot the cameras were on. And bam, you whip out your dick and you piss in someone's mouth on television. And that's what gets you in jail. Damn, David. (laughs) Alt to this, which isn't quite so um, uh, kinky. (laughs) Now, once again, I've forgotten the name of the dude, but there is an old man on the train who coaxes Sai uh, into reaching for a 500 yen coin and then slams his foot down. <laughs> this guy, I believe, is later revealed to be like the world champion shogi player. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I think that guy gets pissed on mm. by Sai in an absolute mark of disrespect to the institution, but he does it because he knows that that will land him in jail. He knows that this will get him stripped of his titles, which is this weight that has been put on his shoulders, which is preventing him from enjoying the shogi of his childhood, where there wasn't this huge pressure put on him, where he was fighting for titles. He was just playing for the game. So I think in this fantastic foul swoop, he managed to sacrifice himself to give someone else the championship. And I think it was that girl whose name I've also forgotten. You are, yeah. He got himself in isolation in jail and he got himself stripped of the titles. Happy ending all round, involving piss. I like how you're like, let me think of something more reasonable, but I like where your head was at with the pissing part. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, David, something more reasonable, like he pissed on a guy to get himself locked up in jail. Not just any guy, the biggest, most important guy. You're really not going to tell me a Shogi Joker wouldn't ask for him to piss in his mouth. Yeah, but I don't think I would land him in jail. I think that would just land him on uh, Pornhub. If he did it on TV, he definitely would. That's public indecency, brother. I <laughs> think they punish that with years of jail time in Japan. Yes, yes. What about Twitch, though? The rules are all different. I don't know if they can arrest you for that. <laughs> TV, yes. Twitch, maybe. Listen, Jordan, if you can get a suspended sentence for picking up a 16-year-old prostitute, Japan's got some weird fucking rules. Yeah, that happened to a writer on uh, on a very popular Shonen Jump manga, and he's uh, he's still working. We just did one of his, co- one of his uh, series. I'm glad that you told me the context of that comment because I thought it was in reference to something one of you two did personally. No, no. All right. (laughs) So my miscellaneous thought is I was a little disappointed the series never made use of like that cool art where like depending on the way you look at it, it changes what you see. You know how like with the vase and the faces, it just seemed like a really like easy to use visual metaphor that I was just surprised that there wasn't even like a cover where they did it. Because double? Yeah. Using negative space to depict the two characters inhibiting one body. Yeah, they fucking should have had that in there, at least for one title. It seems really obvious that they could have had that as a visual image, but whatever. Fuck it. I did like how they did, like, multiple name drops or, like, title drops of Double (laughs) Taisai. They really did do, like, what is this, some sort of Double Taisai, like, a couple times. Yes. Yeah, (laughs) true, true. Like, right towards the end, too. It was great. They need to make sure that everyone is on board and understands what's happening as they close the series off, I think. They did a great job. (laughs) 
It'd be so funny if movies started doing that. You know, like you go and see The Irishman, this three-hour confusing as hell movie with all these characters, which I haven't seen. But then just like the, the characters at the end have to start rehashing everything that's happened in the plot to make sure you walk, walk out of the cinema knowing what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I think all movies should do this. Especially very long ones. Martin Scorsese should get on that shit, you know? <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready to go to Final Verdict? Oh, yeah. Yes. Tim, why don't you kick things off with your six-word summary for us, please? It's either, is this shogi game actually real? Which actually I'm going to retract <laughs> now because you answered that. So thank you, Jordan and David, for clearing that it up for real. me. It is real, yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to make the six words worth a read if you like Mac. Damn it, that's seven. <laughs> I think this manga series, good. Damn it. You could do your first one, but say instead of a read, say worth uh... reading. Oh, that's so good. Worth reading if you like manga. There we go. <laughs> I got you. I got you, man, with the assist. That's good. <laughs> Mine is in Jordan. I think you'll approve of this one. Double Taisei, a Hideo Kojima production. Just like a bunch of weird little gags happening, very confusing characters. Like you got one character, this that's actually <laughs> two characters and people don't understand what's that. Yeah. No, I definitely see it. Could have had the pain and he plays Shogu of his bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's the Jordan. Speaking of pain, Jordan, what's yours? Mine is both your shogi angle and devil. All right, I need to palate cleanse that. <laughs> with. We had some awesome fans that actually have submitted their six-word summaries, so big shout-out to everyone in the Discord who did that. So first is from Daniel of Smashing Theory. Like sports manga, hate accuracy, here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. The next one is <laughs> the next one is from Coltreg, aka Luke, who said, "I don't read manga, Mister Davey. He's the Western comic book guy. You know, he's he doesn't understand it. The beauty of manga, whatever, whatever. Coltreg. I see, I see. Even though my previous recommendation, or may I, my recommendation on on the Bill King episode came <laughs> from him, so he is lying. And then finally, we had from Teeth Wolfwood, so he ends up in jail." <laughs> It's a great story summary. Yeah, yeah. These were all very, very good. So big shout out to everyone who submitted. And as always, if you want to just mention it in the Discord, unfortunately, we recorded our Bill King episode before this one. But for the episode after that one, definitely happy to reach out to you guys. It's been a lot of fun getting some fan descriptions on these series. Oh, it's been great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And then Tim, so would you consider this series a flop or not? There's no way you could consider this a flop. Yeah. <laughs> I had a great time. I am very new to the medium and it wasn't a bad like first entry. It was maybe a little bit long for the very first <laughs> one for me. Maybe a few too many characters for my feeble brain to keep a hold of the whole time. Maybe a little ambitious to read it all in one go, which did take me three hours because I'm an incredibly slow reader. However, I enjoyed myself. I thought this was great. It was a lot of fun. It was a cool story and um, I recommend it. Awesome. I'm with you too. This was not a flop. I thought it was going to be a flop and then as it just went full crazy train, I was like, hell yeah, I'm in it for this read. This would have been a really fun one to read in real time. Uh, I don't know, Jordan, would you have still said Stealth Symphony was the one you most wish you had read at the time of its release? Well, the thing is, I mean, I'll, I'll just say it now. This is not a flop. Yeah, The difference is Stealth Symphony was a flop. The thing about Stealth Symphony is that ending is just so buck wild and insane. I, I guess that would still be crazy to, to read the whole way through, but I mean, I think this would be better. I like the characters. I think they're very interesting, and the shit that happens in it is fucking insane. Like, when they broke out the Game of Life, no, this is absolutely not a flop. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? The Game of Life? 
<laughs> and it plays a big role. It's not just like featured. It's there for a while. And the fact that one of the characters cheats <laughs> during it. <laughs> for reference though tim so stealth symphony imagine this but like kicked up like 10 times notches so it's set in like a fantasy D world but one character is just from japan that's so cool and the end of the series is <laughs> i would honestly i i don't think you would enjoy reading it but you might want to listen to our episode and you can just jump around a bit just to hear how absolutely insane the ending of that series is because it's the most mouth-droppingly crazy ending i've ever yeah. read in a manga before wow that is a great oh, yeah. sale so if you want to either read it or just listen to Jordan's plot summary in our episode featuring Tori, she's great. But yeah, Tim, since you have very much not read Chainsaw Man, what is like your favorite piece of media? Maybe like comic or TV show, something like potentially comparable to this? Well, I tell you what, because my my head has been put in the kind of um, manga anime space, mm-hmm. I still really got such a soft spot. And maybe it's because I just watched it at the right time in my life. It came out when I was, let me think, I would have been about... 15 i think mm-hmm. the animatrix which Ooh, was that's great oh god i forget what you call them but it was like different directors came in and did their own thing within the wider matrix metaverse and everyone had their own take on it some of them are cgi some of them are like they look hand cell drawn a couple of them are just really yeah. incredible and really like stayed with me particularly the second renaissance which tells the backstory of how the matrix got set up is just a really cool two-parter oh, yeah i remember that anime. one yeah it's great. I think you could probably watch most, if not all of them on YouTube now. But yeah, the Animatrix for me. So how does this compare to the Animatrix? Hmm, well, <laughs> I would say <laughs> it's a good question. Less cooks in the kitchen, a uh, few less dollars in the budget. I would say that this series definitely has more fun, doesn't take itself as seriously. I think it benefits from that. So they're both good in their own ways, but I always like something that can just go fucking hog wild. <laughs> And isn't sort of yeah. um, weighed down by expectation or needing to be true to some existing property. That's completely fair. And then Jordan, how about you? How's this compared to Chainsaw Man? Oh, Chainsaw Man's better, but I mean, you know, this was still a lot of fun. I really liked reading this series. I I wish it had kept going, but man, I gotta respect how the author just ended it with him in jail over a mysterious crime that. He doesn't even bother telling you. Like, you can figure it out. You can guess. I loved it. (laughs) Mysterious piss-related crime. I get it, David. You love piss. Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. Leave me alone. (laughs) It's my number one. So, Jordan, though, is this the best series we have ever read? No, it's, like, up there. Yeah. So, for reference, Tim, the best series we have ever read, I think, is still Time Paradox Ghost Rider, right? I think so. Yeah, that was a series about a guy who uh, discovers one day uh, a copy of Shonen Jump from the future in his microwave. And so, he plagiarizes it and becomes, like, a very popular manga writer based on this series that he got from the future due to magic. Oh, that's cool. It's really good. I would say probably one in like five series is good. So you got very lucky that this one was not dog shit. Oh, man. I'm so grateful that I got a good one. Thank you so much. You were very close to reading Build King and that would not have gone as well. Build Build King is one of the worst series. It's probably the worst series we've ever read. I would have been fucking pissed at you guys. I would have been so angry. so glad, yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that we could show you something that was very good. But speaking of things that are terrific, why don't we migrate to shout outs where we can talk about some other stuff that's really great. Yeah. Sorry if if I'm rushing things. Like I said, I'm trying trying to be good about the time on the clock. 
You're doing a great job, man. Oh, I like thank a, you. Um, someone who's got a firm hand on the whip. If I didn't, Jordan, we'd, we'd still be in the character section if I wasn't. <laughs> okay, No, oh, Jordan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's all me. It's all listen. my fault. Yeah. It's all me. I completely fucked up that in <laughs> context recording, making their warm-up audio 20 minutes longer than it usually is. Oh, man. Hey, I was good on the second half. Though. You were. Hey, man. You, you rebounded. Yeah, so for instance, they usually play like a warm-up game, and I just kept talking, and they're like, I guess this was our yeah, warm-up. Yeah, we're good. We don't have to. <laughs> they never finished the warm-up game. Oh, shit. Because I just started getting into Big Tony and Bill Hugger, his boss, who always would hug me every day. But you'll have to subscribe to the Out of Context Patreon to hear the story about, because I sent him a screenshot about how I told his boss how Big Tony didn't want my word of the day email anymore, and that hurt my feelings. And they're like, why is your boss's boss, Bill Hugger, in your phone? So I had to explain that. But anyway... <laughs> Props to Jordan for making the opening and ending welcome, theme, yeah. being a great co-host and helping with Thank editing. You. Props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Illuminati and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thanks to Tucker for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. Thank you to Nicole, Miriam, and Adi for helping with social media. Thank you so much to David for editing these episodes. It's the reason why you like this podcast if you like it. I don't, but I can understand no, totally. why someone would. <laughs> and then in terms of general announcements, be sure to join the Shonen Flop Discord. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We also have a book club and do regular movie nights. You can find a link to it in the show notes. On that note, with movie nights, we're going to be watching Black Dynamite soon. So that's going to be really exciting. Talking to some of the guys on Anime Out of Context. So that'll be a lot of fun if we can do kind of like a crossover movie night with them. I also want to say if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep growing, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We have a ton of awesome perks ranging from exclusive mini episodes, deleted scenes, and you can even help us pick what series we're going to cover next. Find us at patreon.com slash shonenflop. On that note, we want to give a shout out to Marty for being a Chainsaw Man level patron and Gabe and T. Wolfwood for being kings of the forest. It's really awesome you guys are paying a little bit extra to really show your support for the show. If you're not ready though to commit to something like that, consider buying merch. You can find this cover art at our T Public store along with other designs, including the infamous Gomez Moon and picture of Mashable Punching Harry Potter shirt. Permission of the proceeds go to the original artists as well because we try and uh, help them out along mm-hmm. with the commitment pay our artists no worries and on that note no worries if you can't help the show out financially if you could like rate review or share our show it really helps us build our audience even telling one friend to check us out means a lot you can find us at twitter at shonen flopcast and our website shonenflop.com we're also on spotify itunes youtube or wherever else you get your podcast and enough about me tim thank you so much for being on the show where can they find you Jordan, David, thank you so much for having me. I am at Tim underscore Bat on Twitter, TimBatNZ on Instagram. Real life, I live in Auckland. Just, I don't know, look me up, man. New Zealand's a small place. Walk around, you'll find me. I'll buy you a coffee. It'll be lovely. We'll hang out. We've got our podcast, The Worst Idea of All Time, which you can find on all the um, major podcatchers. Great podcast. Oh, thank you. <gasps> Just had an idea. If you do a manga edition, they have to read Build King every day for a year. <laughs> Um, with respect, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, one. that would definitely be the perfect manga for yeah. that, though. Oh, two really quick things to shout out. As, as a, like, entry point, if you want to kind of see if you like Guy and My Humor or not, YouTube actually commissioned us to make a pilot episode of a TV show for them based on our podcast format. Whoa. So, we went to New York City and lived in a sewer for a week and kept watching and reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was a good one. I watched that, yeah. <laughs> that was the only one that they let us make. And then they saw the pilot and they said, this is too weird for us. We're going to no! stop giving you money. 
But I think the pilot's really good. So, if you just go on YouTube now, they let us um, release it ourselves. So, if you go to YouTube and go, <laughs> we're study of all time, pilot, it'll come up. And because New Zealand's in lockdown at the moment, I've brought back my live streaming art and comedy show called Happening, which is just a nice online hangout where we share stuff that we've made and some jokes and some games. And you can see that at happeningshow.com. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. What were some other movie ideas that you were having uh, for future episodes? We were going to do Castaway on an island in Fiji Ooh. and like legitimately just be by ourselves <laughs> and have to survive while watching and reviewing the movie three times a day. We were going to do Titanic on a cargo ship, <laughs> just like live on a cargo just on ship. a floating door in the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Titanic, I'm sorry. Yeah. Do Fight Club and you're just in a boxing ring and you have to box. It's like chess boxing, but with movie reviews. We have to get schizophrenia and then like keep reviewing Fight Club over and over again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would have been great. Lose oh, your short-term memory God. to memento. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Or 51st Dates. We, Guy and I could date each other a bunch of times, but one of us has amnesia. Mm, you could switch it up, do both, probably. You could, you could get two out of that, you know? Yeah. Tim, what if I told you this is your third time recording this episode because you kept forgetting? Oh, my <laughs> God. I honestly wouldn't doubt it that much. <laughs> I'd be like, well, sounds right. Directed by Christopher Nolan. Don't believe his lies. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why don't we shift, though, to me just giving some general shout-outs. So, first one is to the Broken Lords Tabletop RPG Podcast. Find us Tabletop RPG Actual Play Podcast this side of the internet. Multiple systems upload to every Sunday. Find them at linktree.ee slash thebrokenlords. Next, Four Eyes Academia. Nerds from the UK discussing all things gaming, anime, pop culture, and more. You can find them on Spotify and I'll post, of course, a link to them in the show notes. Next is Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Super nice guys. I appreciate that. Like, every once in a while, they just message me like, hey, how How's it going? And I'm like, huh, you have been asking me for money or you need me to help you in some capacity. You're just a legitimately caring person. I really appreciate this. They watch the hashtag anime, so you don't have to. Currently going through Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and Naruto. So two very opposite ends of the quality spectrum. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Let's get people mad at me because that's how you get people to check out your show. And finally, I want to give a shout out to Newsly. So full disclosure, this might sound like an ad, but they are actually not paying us. This is just an exposure exchange. So it's just like a normal shout out. But essentially, they are a mobile app that lets you know what the most important articles are in areas of interest to you. It's secret sauce as you can listen to every article. So stop using your eye holes and upgrade nice, to your ear holes. Nice. And of course, they've got podcasts as well. Heck, you might be listening to this because oh of Newsly. You can download and use Newsly for free now from newsly.me or from the link in the description. And you can use promo code all capital FL0P2021 to receive a one month free premium. Right on. That's it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's it. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out's done. <laughs> yeah. That's it. We fucking yes, did it. Yes. Another, another segment down the hole. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been David. This has been Jordan. This has been Tim. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flappers. Yeah. Mm-hmm.